The Fanfic Writers Craft is a podcast that discusses all things fanfiction with a focus on the art and science of writing for the enjoyment of fan communities. My name is Joe, aka Pebbly Sand, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. My co-host, Vanny, writes online under the name Copper Dust. You'll meet her shortly. In today's episode, we talk about tenses, and specifically about the use of present tense as a main narrative tense in fanfiction. We discuss the prevalence of present tense in young adult original fiction in recent years, and why we believe it permeated fanfiction in the mid to late 2000s. As we have very different opinions on this topic, Lani expresses her love for past tense and her dislike of this current trend, whereas I, as someone who mostly writes present tense, vigorously defend it as a great narrative device to explore our relationship to time and break conventions. But for now, buckle up, get yourself a nice cup of tea, and welcome to the Fanfic Writer's Craft. Hi everyone and welcome to the Fanfic Writer's Craft. My name is Joe. I hope you're all doing well. Uh, if you're anywhere else in Europe right now, I hope that you're surviving our latest heat wave. I know it's gonna get really, really hot in some places, so uh, I wish you all the luck in dealing with that. Um, I am here with Lani today. Lani, how are you? What's been up? So physically, I'm not super well because I do have a cold, but uh, yeah, I've just been kind of working and doing a lot of reading in the past week, actually. Like... I read a book in two days because I was really enjoying it. Um, so yeah, I've just been really into reading the past few days and, and getting some tough scenes done. Oh, that's interesting. What's What book was it? I read The Song of Achilles. I know I'm the, I'm the last person. Ah, yeah, I definitely heard about that one. Did you like it? Yeah, I would say I really enjoyed it. I found it really moving. It, it was also kind of relevant to some other things that I've been reading lately. So it was like a good... Uh, companion book to some other books I've read that are also relevant to the Iliad. I will also say that there were some aspects of it that read like fan fiction and I was a little bit like this writer can claim what she wants but like judging by the way she writes like there's definitely some influence there but yeah like and I know it's like very popular online and it came out like more than 10 years ago so I really am the last person to the party I, I thought it was a, a really good example of just like how how you can create sympathy for people living in a very 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 different time period in society yeah that's interesting i like it's been on my list for a while uh, but i've not i've not read it so yeah no i definitely like i want to read it at some point um like as you said but it's interesting it's interesting what you're saying about it like kind of reading like fan fiction because it kind of makes you think like okay is there a particular fan fiction style that you know you could recognize like I think that's kind of interesting uh maybe that's a topic for another episode though <laughs> yeah yeah like the influence of fan fiction on like mainstream fiction uh, so today we are going to have a little debate we are going to talk about tenses in fiction fan fiction and specifically the use of present tense versus past tense in narration uh, you might not have noticed this, depending on what fandom you're in, but many authors of fanfiction are now writing their fanfiction in present tense rather than like the traditional past tense of like narrative uh, that you could see at first in commercial fiction. If you've read my work, obviously I am more of a present tense kind of person. I am one of those people who have made the switch. 
Uh, Lani is more on the past end sort of thing, so I think it's going to be interesting to sort of talk about that. So I was wondering, like, what's your opinion on tenses and and that kind of thing? Yeah, so I think I remember I was maybe like 12 or 13 years old when I sort of started thinking about writing in different tenses, as well as different... I guess you could say persons, like first person, second, third person, and um, starting to play around with trying out things outside of like first or third person past tense. Um, and I definitely played with the present tense a lot um, when I was mm-hmm. starting out writing. And I think at that time I really enjoyed it. I'm I'm not sure what happened to make me change my mind. I'm, I'm sure there was like a period of neutrality during which I felt neutral about it before I changed over. But I definitely no longer feel like I want to write in the present tense, even though I, I used to really enjoy that. And when I'm thinking about like why, what's what's the reason? If it feels like there's there's a lot to unpack there because on one level level it's like very simple and on another level it's like, you know, what's actually going on with the decision of of a of tense that a writer makes. Um the first thing that I want to say is that uh we know that when people speak casually, meaning not in writing, people use the past tense for things that have happened in the past or things that would have happened in the past. The present tense, people use that in a variety of ways. Sometimes people use the present tense to talk talk about things that are currently happening. Um, Sometimes people use the present tense to talk about things that actually have happened in the past, like when they were recounting a story to a friend and they're saying, so I say blah, 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 and then she says, that's the present tense, but it's actually understood that the events that they're recounting did happen in the past. And, um, People will also use the present tense to talk about things that they plan on doing in the future. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, if you're um, discussing the plans for like a series of maneuvers in a sport with your teammates, you would say, um, so I run to Joe, he passes the ball to Sam, and then so on. But but it's but it's understood that you're actually talking about a kind of hypothetical future. So we know that the past tense, like casually, really can be used um, as, as any standing in for any time period yeah. whereas the the present the sorry the past tense has a more limited value because it can only refer to the past it's true that definitely the past tense was uh much more common traditionally in books and it only sort of took off um as as a tense that people would write novels in more recently and when i say recently i don't mean in the past 10 years which is what some people have been incorrectly arguing i'm talking about more like maybe since the 1930s and some of the more kind of imagist poets. You know, I think probably the sort of post-T.S. Eliot range of poets, it probably started out in poetry a little bit, but I mean, doesn't doesn't even Walt Whitman use present tense sometimes in like Leaves of Grass? So I, 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 it's not, it's not as new as people are saying it is, and, um, but it's, it's definitely still not as common. Um, and you would definitely be more likely to see it in certain genres than in all genres. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's pretty rare to see it being used in, like, a hard-boiled detective mystery um, or that kind of book. But it does seem extremely common in YA, which is young adult fiction now. Would you Would you agree on that? Yeah, so it's funny what you're saying because I was kind of researching this topic on Reddit before uh, we started, like, before we recorded because I was, like, looking for what people's opinions were and stuff. And a number of people like claim that it started in YA and blended in into fan fiction because obviously like the audience for YA and the audience for fan fiction have a lot of overlap, mm-hmm. which I don't know. It, like I don't actually think that is true. I do remember that the first time I saw Present Tense was as a reader first, 
And it was going into fan fiction. So basically, when I was like a teenager, 13, 14, you know, I started reading fan fiction. Mm -hmm. And we have recorded an episode with a guest, uh, Venomous Barbie, about like writing in a foreign language. And in that episode, I do mention that like French literature is a lot more traditional and conventional than English. Like French literature is still very much on a traditional basis of like past tense and like there's there's a lot of conventions and rules and things and I remember like going online and reading in English for the first time and seeing mm-hmm. all these people like breaking all the rules like writing in fact fa- writing like in present tense and things like that and being very excited about yeah. it and and like and so that was my first like my first draw to present tense and the first time that I really enjoyed present tense was as a reader like that was the thing I was like 13 14 people online were writing in present tense and I was like oh my god this is so cool I don't know why it gripped me so much like as a reader as someone who really like who was just reading fan fiction I just gravitated towards it I just loved it and that's still kind of the case like for me personally I can read both and I'm happy to read both like I don't really have like a strong preference but I do have a little bit of a preference like I do have sometimes where I'm like oh I like I gravitate more towards present tense even as a reader and even now but at the time you know I was like oh my god this is so cool and then like all the writers that I started admiring as a young reader of fan fiction were writing present tense so then when I wrote as well I was Mm -hmm. like well I want to be like them you know that's kind of what you want like as a kid and stuff you you want to you want to write like your favorite people. And so I was like, yeah, I just want to, I just want to write like them. And so I started writing present tense and on, I suppose, unlike you, like I never stopped. Now, like now I think about it a lot and I think about tense a lot, but at the, at the time it really was like kind of on the trend thing. And one thing I wanted to like ask you is I was obviously reading online and stuff and reading people's opinions and people seem to have like very strong opinions, especially people who read past tense and write past tense seem to hate present tense with a passion and I was wondering like what's your opinion on that like why do you think that is um I firstly I want to say what I don't think it is and then I want to get into a little bit of why I sometimes recoil from the the present tense and the I don't think that it's some innate aversion to the idea of events happening simultaneously with when the reader is reading them like I don't I don't think it's like a really literal like I want to believe Mm -hmm. these events happened before the story was told it's not about that um, because also like people would not get very up in arms about something like that. What I will say for me is that I think YA probably does have a lot to do with it. And I think so for in case you're like maybe a younger person and you haven't seen the like meteoric insane explosion of YA since the Harry Potter books were published, like before Harry Potter, YA was something that kids read or teenagers and then when you're older you stopped reading it and those books were never going to make as much money as like adult books because the audience was necessarily Mm -hmm. smaller and also because there's like a you only spend a fairly short time in that reading level before you're at an adult reading level right so let's say you're like 12 to 16 that's only like four years of your life then harry potter came along and it became this insane sort of unbelievable literary yeah you know 
like the, the, the money tree was just printing money nonstop. And all these publishers, this was back in the early 2000s, of course, were like, this is it. Like YA is where the money is. Like this is what we have yeah. to be publishing. And they came out with all of these different sort of copycat series. And then Twilight happened. And then there were all these Twilight copycat series. Um, and then uh, Hunger Games happened and they made all these dystopian series. And it was all an attempt to sort of recapture the Harry Potter phenomenon. And even though certainly The Hunger Games and Twilight and those types of books made a lot of money, I think none of them ever ended up, none, none of them ever managed to, to do it, but they, they certainly all tried. And so basically the, pub, the publishing industry went crazy for YA. And I think um, even though Harry Potter itself is written quite traditionally in third person limited with uh, past tense, some general sort of YA tropes became extremely popular in general mm -hmm. across the publishing industry and they sort of leaked out of YA into the wider world. I'm not sure if it's the fact that YA was influenced by fan fiction or if it's the other way around. I suspect it's the other way around because most like successful writers of young adult fiction in the 2000s would have been grown adults who were too old to have really participated in the sort of internet fan fiction explosion of the 1990s and 2000s. So I really think it came from YA first. But um, I think at this point, the, the, uh, the present tense voice is so kind of ubiquitous and it's, and it's so everywhere that uh, people are not sure where it came from. Most people aren't sure where it came from or don't notice. But for those of them that do, I think there is some uh, resentment that something so connected with like YA is now going outside of the realm of books for kids and, and going into a lot of adult fiction especially since I think it's not really about the tense it's about all of those other aspects of YA that are leaking into adult fiction that are uh, like a lot more troubling if you're somebody who's interested in literary fiction but the present tense is sometimes like the canary in the coal mine and I know for me, when I open a book and I see on the first page that it's present tense, sometimes there is a bit of a feeling in me of like, oh no, it's not going to be one of those, uh, one of those books, mm -hmm. is it? And when I say those books, like it's hard to describe what I mean, but it's like, it's like when you read a book that's for adults and marketed to adults, but you read three pages and it reads like YA, um, when there's like a, a an oversimplicity when you feel like there's some kind of moral or ethical messaging that's trying to be pedagogical, when you feel like you're trying to be, that like they're trying to teach you a lesson, instruct you on how to be moral, um, when they limit the moral complexities of the characters, when the romantic relationships are all sort of breathy and hyperbolic, like a first crush, you know, when, when you, when you find mm -hmm. these things in adult fiction, it's, for me, like, it's very off-putting because if I wanted to read YA, like, I would. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, like, when I encounter adult characters, I want them to act like adults. And when I encounter, adult fiction can have young characters, but it should be like the character acts young, but the actual narration and sophistication level of the text should still be for adults. And I think, like, Jennifer Egan did this really well in um, The Candy House, which is her most recent book. There's, um, a chapter that's from the perspective of a 12-year-old girl who acts very much like a 12-year-old girl. You know, she's obsessed with friendship drama and cliques and like being accepted by the cool group, but it's still written at a level of sort of sophistication and humor where you know it's about a 12-year-old, but it's not for 12-year-olds to read, you know? 
Um, and so I think some of this dislike of the present tense for me, it's more like th this is something that is sometimes like a very fast indicator that what you're about to read is going to be inflected and influenced by YA and especially like like romance oriented YA in a way that you didn't sign up for and didn't want in adult fiction. And I know there's, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for saying that, but I, I will say that like, I'm, I'm also a teacher. And so when I've been in the school library and I've picked up YA books that are aimed at that, you know, middle school age range, sometimes, you know, I've been interested in this topic of present and past tense. I'll open a up a book and look at the first page and inevitably every YA book published since like 2010 is written in the present tense. You cannot find the word was in any YA published post-2009. Yeah, um, I don't know. This is an opinion that I respect. It's an opinion that I'm not really in agreement with. But I think the thing is, I think we have very different experiences in terms of my experience of present tense versus yours. Yours seems to be very tightly connected with YA. Whereas my experience of present tense, my first experience of present tense was always fan fiction and it was fan fiction in fandoms that weren't even related to YA. Like I was more in TV based fandoms that weren't YA at all. Like I was in The Good, the good Wife or Without a Trace or House old shows that were kind of adult. Now, of course, I suppose there's a specific uh, style of fan fiction where, you know, it is influenced by YA, but I've never been someone who really reads YA. And I think that's why, like, for me personally, present tense was more associated with, like, people on the internet breaking the rules, which I find incredibly interesting, versus you know, just books written for younger people or for children with themes that can be a little bit redundant. I mean, I'm also not a very big reader of YA. Like, I think I can count on my on one hand the number of YA series I have read. I think I've read Harry Potter, The Hunger Games and Divergent, and that's kind of it. You mean in terms of like English language YA? Um, In terms of YA in general, I think I just didn't really read YA, you know, because... When I was a kid, I would read children's stories, but then when I was a teenager, I mostly only read fan fiction, to be honest. I had a period of time, and I think we all like go back and forth. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's anything bad. If you're, if you're in a period when you're only reading fan fiction, I don't think that's necessarily bad. But yeah, as a teenager, I was mostly reading fan fiction or books that were forced upon me by teachers but I don't think those were particularly, they weren't YA in France. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be told to read YA in school. It was more, you know, classics and things mm -hmm. like that. So yeah, I don't really read YA. And I reckon another thing for me personally is that, you know, I always thought, so I think I wrongly thought for a very long time because I don't read YA and because I'm not familiar with the genre at all, I personally thought that it came from script, actually, because I remember when I started writing, when I started writing and reading fan fiction, especially in fan fiction where the source material was based on the TV show, there were a lot of people at the time who were writing fan fiction as script. So you'd have like, you know, name of the character, the line, name of the character, the line. And what you'd have in between would be bits of narration of what characters would do 
like you do in a script. And if you do in a script, usually they're re- those are written present tense. It's like Sarah picks up the mug, Sarah puts down the mug, like that's the way a script is written. And actually, I think my very first fan fiction that I wrote when I was like 12 or something was written in that format. And so for me, that's where the present tense came from, like because I wasn't familiar with YA. I thought that's where it came from. Obviously, I was wrong, but that's kind of, you know, that was my misperception. And so that was also one of the associations that I had, which was quite positive. Now, in Potter, when you look at fan fiction today, yes, there is some of it that's written present tense. From what I see, especially in canon-compliant steer, most of it is still written past tense. And it's written, a lot of it is written in a style that mirrors that of JK Rowling, because I think a lot of people just like her style or whatever, and so they want to stick to it. And to be honest, even outside of fan fiction, when I read books that aren't YA, most of those books are still written past tense. I think for me, it still feels unconventional, although I understand that for some people who are more well-versed into YA, it might feel repetitive, but for me, it still feels unconventional. Present, Present tense still feels new and fun and, you know, like kind of breaking the rules a little bit. And I think as a reader, if I read something, if I find a fic or even a book that's written past tense, it's not that I'm not going to read it, but there's a little bit more of a hurdle because I'm like, oh, okay, this writer is conventional. They can write really well. And usually if it's really well written, I'd be, you know, more than happy to, to read it. But if I find something that's written present tense, I'm more likely to give them the benefit of the doubt or to go into the narrative right away. I find it more interesting and it's more going to draw me in. Because for me personally, and I think that's like also the person that I am, when I see a convention, when I'm told, you know, you can't do this or you shouldn't do this, like if you're being told, to- if you're telling me you have to write past tense, I'm the kind of person who says, haha I'll show you I can and I'll prove you wrong like that's my that's my default and it's just like the way (laughs) the way I am as a person and so I think like for me it's like oh this person is like me they're gonna question the rules a little bit and write present tense and so that still has a little bit a a little bit of attraction for me which might not be the case for someone who reads a lot of YA because again I don't read a lot of YA so I'm not exposed to present tense present tense as much and yeah, I don't have, I just don't have that negative association that a lot of people have, but I respect the fact that a lot of people do have it. Um, I, I think for me, I, I do want to latch onto that point you made about like, it feels more unconventional when it's written in present tense. And that's part of the reason that you like it. Because I think for me, I almost have the opposite response now where it feels to me like it's present tense has become the default and the norm. And that when I go into a bookstore now, like Indigo, even in the adult section, like, it feels like every book I pick up is written in the present tense. And, and so it it feels very trendy and of the moment. And it's starting to feel a little bit like when you go into H&M and the clothes are very trendy and up to the moment, but you know that like after two washes, they'll fall apart. Like it's, it's starting to feel like people are using it for no other reason than because they've seen a lot of other people do it. But it's, it's not being used meaningfully in a way that is like considering like what effect the writer is trying to have and it's starting to feel a little bit too rule followy for me especially because for me like YA is something that I wouldn't really consume 
on my own like aside mm -hmm. from you know classic books that I liked in my childhood but like I wouldn't read new YA unless I had to for my job yeah and since so much YA is written in present tense it's become like I don't want to feel like I'm at work and reading something that I have to read when I'm like in my free time you know what I mean and and again it's that like this is a YA thing which by the way I think is I don't think it's just bad for adults I actually think this is bad for kids too like I hate literature that's like preachy and like comes at you really hard with trying to teach you a moral message and I've always hated this since I'm a kid now that I have that association between the present tense YA and like preachy like pedagogical literature that like your teacher forces mm -hmm. you to read at school or that you as the teacher have the unenviable task of forcing kids to read when they don't want to read it it's it's left me with like a bad taste in my mouth when it comes to present tense and I know these things are like a whole lot of baggage that I'm putting on present tense that isn't inherently there because yeah. it's a tense but but like when we talk about like why is it when you go online and you see these debates people who are on the past tense side of things like why do they get so like vitriolic and like I mean firstly it's because it's the internet people get vitriolic about everything but I, I think it's a, a response to some kind of trends in the publishing industry that have gone too far and that have left kind of people who are interested in certain types of literature feeling like unfulfilled or like the things they like are not trendy and are not getting published mm -hmm. anymore because when I when I think of the sort of writers that I love um like Jonathan Franzen like would never write a book in present tense like I just I know that he wouldn't I know that he would die yeah. before adopting the present tense and like you know he is one of those people who would probably not make a blog post but write like a really vitriolic article for the New York Times or something about how he hates present tense because you know like this is a person who's like morally opposed to cell phones I I do think it's like this web of associations that I've built up between present tense and these things that I really dislike um it's it's not enough to to like prevent me from reading a book because there's so many books written in present tense now that would just cut off like so many options for me like the book I'm reading right now is written in present tense and you know like I haven't put it down for that reason so again it's it's not like it's not that bad that I can't read a book that's or a story that's written that way but I will say that it's a little bit off-putting to me when I start reading something in present tense and it's more appealing to me when I read the first page of something and I see that it's written in past tense unless there's a really specific artistic reason for the present tense where it's clear to me like why the author decided to do that um, another thing that I wanted to mention about tenses is that it does seem relevant when your story takes place and whether you do want to give the reader the sort of the sense that the, the things you're describing happened like right now or today or a long time ago and for me like as somebody who likes to write like more like historical fiction and stories set in the past and stories that have to do with like memory and like looking back on on previous events um, it makes total sense that I would use the past tense because I don't want to create the illusion that these things are happening as I describe them like I want there to be a sense of temporal distance like I, I want um, the golden uh, tinted camera filter that you look through where you know your mind automatically identifies the footage as being from the 60s or 70s because there's a yellowy tint you know like I, I, I so I don't I wouldn't want the present tense because I don't want my stories to feel like they happened right now yeah I think that that makes a lot of sense um, in terms of what you're saying about like you know wanting to write something that just naturally like happens in the past I think that makes a lot of sense I think for me so as I said 
I will definitely admit that I fell into the trend. Like, it was a trend, at least on fanfiction, when I started reading fanfiction. And I definitely, you know, the writers who I admired were writing present tense. And so I was like, when I started writing, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to write present tense too, because I want to be like them, you know? Yeah. However, I do think my position has evolved now. And now there's like... Now I think this is one of the topics, like most of the time in writing, when I write stuff, I'm very instinctive. Like most of the stuff that I write, I don't really think about. It just kind of happens. But tense is something that I think a lot about. And I think the reason for that, like for me, so I'm about, I'd say 70% present tense at the moment and maybe 30% past tense. My default is present tense. I think the reason for that is related to something that I know a lot of people who have read my fix and, you know, have commented and stuff have left in the comments. I have a very... I like exploring the concept of time Mm -hmm. in fiction and specifically I all of my stories have either got like flashbacks or like not chronological narratives or you know like Mm -hmm. things there's always the first long story that I wrote called, called children was kind of going so it was two stories at once it was the same characters but at two different stages of their lives and like the scenes kind Mm -hmm. of jumped back and forth between like their 20s and their 30s and so that's that and then you've got like the roar series in which you know it's like it's kind of a growing of age kind of thing where like it starts at childhood and then like evolves into adulthood and then you've got castles where Mm -hmm. the chapters themselves are in chronological order but then the scenes I kind of play with and like they're more grouped in terms of like the themes that are like that are touched on on those scenes rather than like the chronological order of that particular period of time and so for me personally writing present tense is just much easier to do that because you have a lot more range that you can explore in terms of tenses if you write present tense in my opinion because if you write present tense you can dabble into the future you can have like you know, and I've not done it, but that's something I would love to do is kind of try and write something in present and future tense. Like, I think that would be cool. But if you write present tense as a default, then you've got like the past and you can go into the past and have, if not necessarily like official flashbacks, but at least, you know, the character like recalling something that happened in the past. And then you can even dabble in like the past of the past because you've got past perfect. So it's kind of like this like there's a much more wide range of things that I can do if I have a present present tense as like my default and then I can like jump back and forth and construct a narrative that is chronologically mm-hmm. interesting at least in my opinion rather than just you know writing past tense and then I can maybe go into the past but you've got past perfect I personally hate past perfect. I think it's very heavy. It's like past just just sorry, just so listeners know, past perfect is when you say things like I had had eaten, I had so it's when you refer to an action that was completed before another action which has also been completed. Yes. Sorry, I always forget that like people didn't study English as a second language and so you guys don't necessarily know the names of the tenses. <laughs> Um, but yeah, past perfect is that. And personally, like, I don't really like the, just aesthetically, I find it very heavy kind of tense to dabble in. Like, you're, you're like, I had eaten, I had done, I had, I, like, just to my ear, it doesn't sound nice. And so 
I'm the kind of, yeah, so I kind of like having that ability to move between tenses and to construct a narrative. For me personally, present tense makes more sense. Yeah, I guess that's like, that's one way when you're doing something like a flashback, one way to indicate it is to switch to past tense when you've previously been writing in present tense. I guess I, like when I do a flashback, like I like to sort of indicate the change in time in other ways and like it depends on the story but sometimes I'll do it by referring to a character's name in a slightly different way so for example um, I did one story where in the sort of description of the character's childhood he was referred to by his first name but when it was like a sort of a flash forward to him as an adult I would refer to him by his title as a teacher you know so that would that would create that sense of distance right now uh, as I'm writing Merryman when the characters are in the war, like from the time they they go into boot camp to the time that they they leave, I always refer to them by either exclusively by their last name or if they have like a, a nickname that they use, then I call them by that nickname. Whereas in like a flashback to before the before they join the war, I would refer to them by their first name, and so it it indicates the time, but it also um, does double duty to indicate that that sense of kind of de individuation and dehumanization process that happens when you enter uh, basic training and then the process of sort of readjusting back to being a civilian mm -hmm. after you would leave the war. I, an another thing you can do, I mean it depends on like how far back you're going to flashback. It might be a flashback to three days before but if it's a flashback to many years before for me you know I like to indicate those things with like um, how is the person's body moving differently if they're younger might they be moving a lot more easily with less pain? You know, a person who limps in a flashback didn't limp. Um, or maybe I might describe things like clothing and, and music in such a way that, again, you're getting that sense of it being a different decade. So I think there's like multiple ways of indicating like a flashback or a flash forward. My least favorite of which is like just italics. I'm not really into the... <laughs> I'm not really into the italics thing. Um, especially because it forces you when you're quoting something within a flashback to then do the unitalics, which is the like double back, but it doesn't have the visual effect that you want it to have. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think um, I don't, just because it's a flashback doesn't mean I'm necessarily gonna write it past tense either. Um, I think, you know, for, for the people listening who've read Castles, like there's a lot of things that happened in the past that I also write present tense. It's just, I don't know. I just find mm. it fun. Like I just find writing present tense and like playing with the tenses and sometimes going past and sometimes going present tense, a lot of fun. And then it's funny because uh, when I was writing the um, Aurora series in all the fix, there's a moment where the narrative goes from past tense to present tense. And the first, the first one I did this with was the Flurfig, which was the first one I wrote. And I think the reason why, to be honest, is that I had written the early ones, the early scenes as past tense. And then I was kind of like in my own head, I was just writing and I switched without even realizing it. And then when I was editing, I was like, oh, I switched. And then I was like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to go back and change it because it worked in the very first two scenes. Like the past tense worked and then, the, and then the present tense worked. And so I was like, I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to go full on and like acknowledge that the narrative tense is changing on this. And this is, you know, and this is what it is. And, yeah. and then it kind of built into mm -hmm. this symbol of the, like the kind of switch between, to me, fairy tale and 
current time and like kind of past like childhood and adulthood that's kind of how it framed and so then I took that again in the second installment of the series which is listening to that angel choir and in the Fulton Fulton manufacturing as well and it's funny because now that I'm planning kind of the fix that will come later in the series for me this like the moment of passage from past into present tense has been has mm. become like the staple of the series and the kind of thing that the story is articulated around like that's kind of the key moment one of the key moments in the story I know I'm gonna write a Hermione fic and I know when the switch is going to be I know that I'm gonna write like so and so fic and I know when the sweet the switch is going to be so it is something that I ended up thinking about and I remember I remember getting a comment on the Fault in Fault manufacturing. I can't remember who left it, but it was like this thing of like, oh my God, when you switch to present tense, I gasped. Like, it was like, <laughs> like this person was like, I was so shocked. I was so shocked. And, and then they were like, but then they were like, it was brilliant. Like they personally know it's everybody's safe and I'm not saying like but they were like I really liked it and so so yeah that like that kind of has become like a staple of the series and it is something that I think about a lot and that like is very present in my head so I don't like I don't know what are you like what do you think is important when you're considering you know writing and what are the factors that you think you know as someone who prefers past tense what do you think people should be thinking about when they're choosing either to write past tense or present tense like what is kind of what they're what they should be thinking about um the first thing i would say is like what is the relationship between your story and time that you want to to create i mean do you want to create the impression that these events are happening sort of right now that they happened very recently but not not this second or do you want to create a sense of them having happened in the past or do you want a sense of it being sort of futuristic but you're not going to use the future tense because it's annoying so I would say first you need to consider your story's relationship to the passage of time um, and think what would make sense for your story the second thing I would consider is the narrative voice because it does matter who like who is your narrator like are you writing in third person limited in like third person omniscient are you writing in first person and so on um, because there are times when it, I will say, it, it does make sense to, to, use, to use the present tense. And one really great use of the present tense that I've seen where I, I agree with it was um, in the book Room by Anna, Emma Donahue, uh, which is a book for adults, but it's narrated from the perspective of a five-year-old boy. And it's in the present tense, and I think it really makes more sense that way because if you listen to the way small children of that age speak, um, they generally don't use the past tense or they don't use mm -hmm. it regularly or they don't use it correctly. Um, and quite often they will use the present tense to refer to something that happened in the past just because they have a more simplistic way of speaking. So that de like that definitely, you know, it was part of her narrative voice that this is the voice of a small child. So I, I, I definitely agreed with that choice. So like who is narrating the story and, and what is their narrative voice and their relationship to the characters in the story? Like is the narrator somebody who is finding out these events many years after they happened or is the narrator like the main character you know what's going on a third consideration after that is kind of what language you're writing in and certain phonetic considerations so for me for example I don't like how 
um, in the present tense, words that end with like an S or a Z sound, such as raise, pass, erase, and so forth, you have to add an extra syllable. So you have to say erases, passes, raises, and so on. Um, now, if you have a, um, a verb with a final D consonant sound, then for the past tense, you're going to have to add an extra syllable. So you have like faded, coded, or, or final T sounds like created and so on. So I guess you need to think to yourself about like, for me, I, I dislike having to add an extra syllable. Um, you're either going to have to do it on the S words or the T on either, sorry, the S or Z words or on the T or D words. But um, for me personally, I think the S and Z words as a final consonant sound are more common in English, which means that you're more frequently going to have to be adding those extra syllables when you're writing present tense if you're writing in English. I mean, other languages, I'm not even going to start saying that I have a, a particular impression of those. So I would definitely refer to that. Another thing that I would say is that I think present tense tends to be easier to write in if English is not your first language because generally you would learn present tense before you learn the other tenses. So if you're not super confident in English, you might feel more comfortable writing the present tense because English has a lot of um, irregular past tense words like gave, given, and so forth, like spoke. So if, if those words are tripping you up, then you probably have to write in, in, the, in the present tense. Or if you are speaking English as your first language, but you are adopting the narrative voice of somebody who's not super fluent in English, then as that sort of active literary ventriloquism, then you might want to go back to the present tense because you are trying to sound like you're learning English, right? So those are things that I would consider. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, to be honest, if you're considering writing um, fiction in English and you can't write past tense like that's a bit unlikely as far as I'm concerned like I think you know if you're like if you're seriously considering writing like fan fiction or even original fiction in English I think your level of English would be good enough for you to know like I think a lot of I it's funny because I've spoken to a lot of native English speakers who think the irregular verbs in English is a very difficult thing to learn it really isn't I mean as far as I was concerned like it was not something that I found was quite hard and I think like you know if you're gonna write like fiction in English you're probably able to do that uh, but I think for me personally what I would say to consider like is basically what I said in my example like it's you know I can speak about like what I consider when I write but as far as I'm concerned it's whatever tense you choose whether it's past tense or present tense try to think of why you're choosing it why is this, why does this fit your story? And I think, you know, when you look at these reasons why and when you're analysing, you're thinking about your story, there's objective stuff like what you've talked about, uh, you know, the narrative voice of your character, your character being foreign or things like that that can, like, justify a choice. I think also there's a lot of subjective visions of that you can have a, as a writer, which I also think are quite legitimate. For instance, you know, my perception of present tense differs from yours. Like you're going to have, you, you have a particular vision of present tense, which means that you're unlikely to write it. Whereas for me, I think of past tense as the way things have always been done. And so that evokes to me like fairy tales and childhood and following orders and things like that. And then I use that as a contrast into going into adulthood for you know as like a passage to almost a rite of passage to present tense where it's like where actually this is the reality and this is now versus 
you know, what we perceive the reality to be in like the childhood fairy tale version of events. I think that's very present, for instance, in the Fault in Fault mm-hmm. Manufacturing, where the switch to present tense is also when the main character discovers the truth about his own childhood and things like that. So I think those are things that you want to consider as well. Like you can consider the objective factors of like your narrative voice but you can also see what those tenses evoke to you. And I think that is also a very legitimate take of like being like, yeah, I prefer present tense because of the associations that I have. And I prefer writing present tense because of the associations that I have. And also, obviously, as I spoke before, you know, if you're going to be someone who explores time as a concept and as like a non-chronological kind of narrative, do consider writing present tense because I think that gives you more flexibility in terms of your narrative. Uh, So those would be the things that I would say to consider. I know a lot of people consider, I've read online, a lot of people consider uh, present tense as being more emotionally raw and like there's this thing of immediacy that a lot of people seem to be either like like very drawn to. I personally don't think that's necessarily something that I feel is required, but I do know some people do think that. So I think, you know, that might be something that you want to take into consideration if you're thinking about your audience or whatever. I would say no tense past or present is going to do the heavy lifting for you of making your story Mm -hmm. feel raw, immediate, emotional, or nostalgic, or memory tinged, or whatever. And if you're looking for a tense to do that work for you, like that's a gimmick, and it doesn't work. Yeah. No tense is a gimmick um, in the same way that writing a story in the second person, you know, which is a big fan fiction thing as well. Like that's a like if you're just using it as a gimmick, that's because like you're not actually doing the heavy lifting yourself and it's it's not going to work. So, you know, mm-hmm. tense can only do so much for you, but it's not like you can create a sense of rawness and immediacy in any tense. You can create a sense of, you know, time period in any tense. So, tense can only go so far with with doing that heavy lifting for you and I would suggest that people not sort of rely on it because it's it, it's not actually that powerful that it can, you know, make or break a story. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it can make or break a story. And I do think that you can do both with, like, both tenses. Uh, but I do think, you know, when you read a lot of people talking about present tense, and especially in their experiences as readers, that is something that is brought up enough that I think it does affect the narrative a little bit. Like, I think it does It does do something. But it doesn't mean... it. Just because you're writing past tense doesn't mean that your story will automatically feel the way you want it to feel. But I do think that's something that you need to consider. Mm-hmm. And, like, people's perception is something that you need to consider as well. In the same way that, like, if you're... If you absolutely want to, like, draw as much of an audience as possible and have, like, a super big reach, you have to consider the fact that a lot of people have an aversion to present tense. And that, you know, a lot of people will see it's written present tense and just click out. Um, so I think, you know, that is those things you need to consider. It doesn't need to, like, be the only reason for your choice. But I think those are things that you need to consider. I mean, I think some people would click out, but I think the vast majority of people aren't going to make a decision on the basis of tense alone. I think they're going to make a decision based on if they read the first paragraph of your story and there's like a clunkiness, an inelegance to the way you write, 
I think that would be a bigger factor because for me like I I wouldn't choose or unchoose a story on the basis of tense alone mm-hmm. no i think that's fair um anyway i think it's time for us to wrap up so i was wondering mm-hmm. do you have any recommendations for us this week yeah so i'm the last person to recommend this as i know i did really enjoy the song of achilles i had a few problems with it but i think in general i think it's a really good example of um kind of humanizing these characters that that don't really feel human because they are mythological and they're sort of giants of mythology and a, and a great way to sort of familiarize yourself with the Iliad and if you are interested in going further into Greek mythology. Cool. Yeah, I studied the Iliad when I was in like high school or something, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I honestly didn't really like it. So I don't know, maybe I'm like, I'm like, maybe the Song of Achilles would like bring me back and like... But it's it's much more like humanizing <laughs> than like if you just straight up read like Homer. I just, yeah, I did not like it. Uh, but I, I, I think like that was fair enough. You know, we were, sometimes I think the, the choices that are made by schools um, on what books to read are a bit not um, evident, I would say. They, they made us do Paradise Lost in grade 12. If you think the Iliad is hard to get through, <laughs> that was the most, the, the most way not, not appropriate at our reading level book choice that was ever made. Yeah, when I think of like all the old Frenchmen that I had to, whose books I had to read in, in high school. Uh, but anyway... <laughs> Um, I am going to recommend a book that I have spoken about on Tumblr already. So if you follow me on Tumblr, sorry for like the double recommendation, but I think it's a good one. Uh, It's called None of This is Serious by Catherine Prosivska. Uh, It came out a few months ago in Ireland, I want to say like a couple of months ago. I read it really quickly. It's very good. And the reason why I'm recommending it is that it's written present tense. But I think it's one of those books where you can actually see why it's written present tense. It's a book about like immediacy and social media and the way that, you know, the constant cycle of information that we're in with like TikTok and Twitter and all that informs our like the immediacy with which we move through the world now and this kind of restlessness of always having to have to be informed and to have an opinion on everything. And I think another thing that I really liked about this book that I thought was very original is basically the character, the main character doesn't have a voice. So she, she's not mute, like she can speak and she tells you she speaks, but every time in conversation, someone speaks to her and she will tell you in narrative what she thinks but you never know what she actually responds. And you can tell there's a gap between what she thinks and what she actually responds, but you don't know the extent of that gap or what that gap is or where what she actually is saying. And I thought it was very interesting with also the contrasts with the way that, you know, in social media and in our society, you're always expected to give an opinion on everything. And she's someone who's very online, And yet in her own life, she never really gives her opinion. And I thought that was really good. And it's written present tense, uh, which I really loved. And I think it really fits this story. Catherine Prasivka, because Ireland is small, and especially literary Ireland is very, very small, is Sally Rooney's sister-in-law. But don't let that put you off. Um, She is a great author in her own right. And I really, really enjoyed this book. So anyway, Lani, where can we find you online? Um, I remain at copper underscore dust 
dot.tumblr.com and I'm also copper underscore dust on AO3, but I think a hyphen would also work. Cool. Um, and I'm Pebbly Send on Tumblr and AO3. And you can find the podcast if you have any feedback or questions for us. Uh, our Xbox is always open. You can find us on Tumblr at the fanfic writers craft dot tumblr dot com. Bye everyone. Bye.